wrestling fans. It's Quentin Charisma. Hey, that's me. Today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yo again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. By golly, we're smacked up along ringside. Savagon, we are ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. And I almost feel like we should be doing this solo like Lance and Dave did. Well, Lance, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we have no Dave Brown this week. So you may sit out or you won't sit out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. If, if that's like, if you said it, I'll be like, all you'd hear is, um, um, you know, um, you know, you know, um. <laughs> so. And if it was me, there would be no history on any of this. <laughs> that's why we come together. <laughs> we, put, we come together to bring you the worst podcast ever. There you go. <laughs> all right. So this week we're reviewing the CWA Memphis uh, TV show from July 4th, 1987. USA. USA. So, so this was um, 4th of July. It's Evansville, Indiana, feet as usual. So that means it was actually taped in Memphis on June 27th, 1987. Uh, this is our 27th show. We're, we're, we're still putting on along. <laughs> I guess, I guess, we're, I guess we're you, that old car that just won't die. I guess when you, uh, uh, when you're, when, when nobody's paying you, you, you can't get canceled, I guess, you know? That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> when nobody, when you're not making any, when nobody's paying you to do something, then, you know, I guess, as soon as I say that, I'll get a thing, to my email from tomorrow from, like, Anchor, well, like, well, Spotify now, I own Anchor, and we're doing away with our free <laughs> You can also hit us up if you'd like to sponsor the show. We wouldn't know what to do with it, but we'd sure appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the mic can get better. We had changed the, the had to change my little gimmick of the no budget because we'd actually have a budget then. And <laughs> low so. budget wrestling podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, like I said twenty seventh show. <laughs> uh, if you sponsor us, the air conditioning sound won't be an issue anymore. Hey, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody. They're like, we'd rather just hear the air conditioning sound instead of giving money. <laughs> I don't seem like when you, when money gets involved, then you gotta you gotta step it up and go by certain thing. You know, standards. I've tried. Yeah, you gotta have standards when money's involved, and you know. I can't I drink whiskey when I do this anymore. And I can't eat little Debbie cakes and hear the rappers open in the background. You know, <laughs> so. You know, money, when you have money involved, you have standards, and I, uh, that ain't going to fly. So, anyway, so we got the regular opening, the graphics, the music, and everything. Lance welcomes everybody, and he's biased. Like you said, he's by himself today. There's no Lance, so uh, Lance gives today's lineup. He says, first match, we're going to have Rocky Johnson and Bill Dundee together. Um, he talked a little more about it, but I didn't write it down. Uh then he says we're gonna have also gonna have Jeff Jarrett, Alan West, uh, Pat Tanaka, and Paul Diamond with Bruno, and a surprise or two today, and Jerry Lawler. Uh, then he says Brickhouse Brown, and a bunch of others will be on the show today. And he wasn't lying with a bunch of other others. I yeah. think he had seven matches today. Yeah, I know. And last week, remember I said that we'd probably have a a, a heavy angle driven show with not many matches. Well, it's kind of it's got some more angle driven than last week's, but we actually get seven matches. 
So, and we actually get all the matches that the Memphis uh, the uh, Memphis show got. So that extra thirty minutes on Memphis TV must have been really angle driven, or unless they showed a some clips from the cost the Miss I Coliseum. So that might have been or that Rockers music video again. <laughs> and that's, if that's the case, I'm glad they spared us on that one. <laughs> Better than showing the uh, Soul Train Jones music video. Oh, yeah. Oof. I'm glad those days are behind us. All right, so they cut the break. They come back. Well, the first match is going to be Rocky Johnson and Bill Dundee against Keith Roberson and Rooster Cogburn. And Rooster Cogburn is uh, a guy that's been there before. I, I was going to look it up today and I forgot to look, but I think he was back there in maybe 84. Might have been 85. I can't remember. But, um, if you watch this, you'll see he is not your regular uh, Memphis uh, job guy. He is uh, very entertaining. Uh, today, uh, Jerry Calhoun is going to ref all the matches as usual. Um, so, um, the <laughs> yeah, Rooster, he was not very big. Uh, he wore that old he's knock. He's in shape, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's, he's in good shape. He's kind of like... He, he, he's, he's not... He's, he's kind of like uh, has kind of like the rough and ready build, yes. similar to that. Um, yeah, um, wearing the ugliest yellow long tights and trunks. Yeah, the old nylon K and H nylon tights. Um, no, I think red on the side. I couldn't, I couldn't quite tell. Yeah, it's something. Um, there was something down the side. I couldn't see. What, I couldn't tell what it is either. He's got a shaved side mullet, <laughs> and I believe a beard with no mustache. Yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> um, extremely polished in the ring, and like you said, extremely entertaining. Oh, yeah. Uh, he had a motor. He never quit. Yeah. And when he was outside the ring, when he was on the apron, he was always trying to get heat with the crowd. <laughs> he was constantly running up and down. He was constantly moving. Uh, so, yeah, they uh, he started the match off with Dundee. Uh <laughs> They messed up the first spot. Dundee, Dundee went to punch him, and he walked off and missed. Yeah, Rooster turns around to complain to the referee, yeah. and Dundee's first punch, which if you've ever wrestled Bill Dundee, it's either doesn't touch you or it kills you. <laughs> um, he so Dundee's touch him. first punch didn't touch him, so he didn't move. I'm sure that second punch did. I'm sure the second one probably broke his jaw almost, but yeah, he just—I can't rewind. He just turned to Calhoun and Dundee just whips. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Dundee's mad now." <laughs> but Rooster's great. He's sliding out and powdering and tripping all over himself and yelling nonstop, complaining to the referee. Oh, he—it was—it was, it was great. Um, yeah, because usually, well. You get a little more from your heel job guys in Memphis a little more than you get to, than their baby faces because usually their baby faces are like knots on a log. But he was just he he was like Keith Eric times a hundred. I mean, he was just and and, and Ray, he was like the John Paul. Yeah, yeah. that's probably who I compare him to. He was the heel John Paul of the job group. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you tell he you know he. Um, Dimly worked other places, probably in, a lot of independence and stuff uh, at that time period. Because yeah, he 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 knew what he was doing in there. <laughs> oh, he, he was very comical. It was really good. Um, 
trying to think what else. I didn't write a lot down. Um, oh gosh, I was gonna, I was going to uh, text you about this when I was watching because I just watched the 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 show today. I got behind this week. Um, uh, you know, I don't know if you noticed it, man, but if not, you have to go back and watch this. And if you're, and if if you've never watched this show and just listened to this, you have to go because I'll put the link up. You have to go back and watch this match. Rocky Johnson and uh, Keith Roberson almost do the hillbilly hammerlock. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rocky does his typical TV match that starts with a, a locked up cut into a, a you know headlock hammerlock spin behind, and then at some point they both go to turn. And I, I, I did catch that they almost go back to back with each other in the hammerlock. Finally, Rocky realizes what's going on and arm drags Jim Jameson over. But I, yeah, I thought we we're about to see the Memphis debut of the Hillbilly Hammerlock. Is Roberson not Jameson? I'm oh, sorry, Roberson. <laughs> it would have been good to see Jameson. He probably would have flew out of the ring with a crazy bump. <laughs> or landed on his head somehow. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 was, I was like, oh crap. I kept rewinding. I was like, man. Because I've never seen, you know, all my years in the ring, all my years watching TV, I've never seen that Hillbilly Hammerlock until I was involved with him, involved in Hillbilly Hammerlock. And I almost saw it right on Memphis TV. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. So that was, yeah. And unlike, um, unlike me, Rocky Johnson realized what was going on and got out of it instead of, like me, just standing there going, why are we back-to-back? <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So we almost saw the Hillbilly Hammerlock. We actually saw almost, it was almost complete, the Hillbilly Hammerlock. Um, then we get the mandatory 27 and a half rapid punches by Rocky Johnson. Um... Uh, Johnson slams Roberson, then Bill Dundee comes off the top rope with the atomic fist drop for the win. I wonder what Lawler was thinking in the back on that one. Yeah, I think it's really weird. I mean, I understood when they're a tag team and them both doing it. Yeah. But but now Dundee's biting off Lawler's finish. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Yeah, I, I was like, huh. I wonder what that was about. Because you know Lawler was like, you know, because he, he had... You know, I've always heard. You know, they didn't like each other. But they like each other. They like they like making money with each other. So, right. you know, I I don't know. Was it a dig? Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, it was just. Usually, you don't see anybody doing the pile driver or the fist drop off the ropes when Waller's. You know, working when he's. There, and well, we saw a couple of times while he we saw the pile driver a couple of times while he was out, you know. But yeah, or they'd use it on Lawler. Yeah, type thing. yeah, but never while <laughs> sitting in the back <laughs> for, you know. So that was real interesting. Um, so uh, let's see, and then uh, <laughs> Bill D chases Rooster right back out of the ring, and then um, they cut back to the ring after after. Rooster powders out, and you see Dundee with a, with a strut. So we get only one strut today. So it was a real short one because they didn't catch the whole one because they were cameras on Rooster running around. But yeah, that he that was the that was the best. <laughs> Rooster Cogburn stole the show. 
and uh, later on we'll see we'll get to see um, some more of Rooster later on too. So yeah, we're not done with them. Yeah, not done. So they go to Lance. He's at the desk. He talks about Don Bass from last week <laughs> and said that um, Donson in a um, uh, uh, talking about the music videos they do there. So Don Bass in a video. So Lance pitches to the video, <laughs> and there's Don Bass. He's talking about that he uh, he was at the was he at the studio, and he said he he said it was a last minute. This is the best they could do on the last minute or something like that. And uh, he looked like he was sitting in his apartment on the couch. On the best eighties couch ever. Oh uh, yeah. By the way. And uh, so he sits there and he starts playing, and he, his music cuts off. <laughs> And this is so Memphis. Oh, this is great. <laughs> so he starts, music cuts on, it's Bobby Bear singing, and you, and it's, you can hear it's different, it's more than just a guitar strum. There's more music in the background. So, it so even makes it better, but you just, like, it's total blatant, you know. Well, the, the best is when you watch his hand. Yes, he's even playing the guitar. The hand, yeah, the the hand that's on the, the string, like a, the actual guitar part, you know, it's strumming. Yeah, but on the but neck. the hand that's on the neck. Yeah. <laughs> isn't even touching. It doesn't even touch. <laughs> oh man, was, this is it's great. This is, that was Memphis right there. Uh, and, and and the song is "Drop Kick Me Jesus Through the Goalposts of Life" by Bobby Bear. Oh, yeah, that, I mean that was the best part. Of the, that was the best part of that song. That's the song they picked, you know. And a uh, little note here: um, I talked to Don Bass for a few minutes um, back at the 2000 and was it 14 reunion, Tennessee Alabama reunion, um, and he said that. They were supposed to do with Jerry Jarrett. I was going to bring. They were going to have a thing set up where Bobby Bear was actually going to come in uh, later on in the angle, and it got. I don't know. I can't remember if he said that um, if Bobby Bear's management team exonated or if Jarrett didn't want to spend the money or something. But he said that. But that's what was the plan at first to have Bear come in on at studio and stooge him off. <laughs> I mean. Bobby, Bobby Bear was at the Parade of Stars. So that's probably where they got got it worked, you know, got the idea. They probably, you know, got, started talking about it and everything. And then it when it come time to do it, I guess it fell through. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so Lance cuts it off. They shoot back to Lance and Dash. He cuts, he, <laughs> he cuts it off. Lance is like, he's saying, oh, he knows it's a, he knows what's going on. Then. Out comes Don Bass. Lance confronts him and says he's uh, he says we pulling a con here. And Bass starts throwing a fit. Then Bass says something. He goes, he says Lance, you're just like the rest of these Tennessee Ridge Runners. What the crap was that? What that mean? I have no idea. But he said he said I was like, okay, is that? I was like, I guess that's something. I guess it's a Memphis area thing, I guess. I don't know. Because I've never heard that term in my whole life. So, I guess it's supposed to be a negative, something negative. But he said, you're Tennessee Ridge Runners. I was like, I don't know. Um, they go back and forth and uh, with each other, banner back and forth. And Lance tells him to sing right now. 
And then he said he had a concert that night he had to get ready for or something like that. Yeah, he said his, uh, his voice. He had to save his voice yeah. for the night. <laughs> and, you know, the, this is what I liked about this. I'm going to – I will save this for my notes. I'm going to talk about it now, I guess, real fast. Um, this whole segment, it's campy. It's Memphis. But you know what? I liked it because it didn't drag on. They cut the video. You know, they gave us like 30 seconds, 40 seconds of the video. You, you know, instead of the whole thing. Um, Bass was out there maybe 35 seconds total. So it was maybe two minutes at tops from the start of this segment to the end. So it didn't it didn't go, it went just far enough before the campiness wore off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. It wasn't, uh, you know, that 12-minute yeah. Big Bubba thing we saw. Yeah. It, it it made it where it was. It kept the funniness. And we know, you know, it's campy and, and cheesy, but they kept it short. So where the the funniness of it, you know, you kept the funniness of it being so cheesy and Memphisy. So I, I enjoyed that. It was, but yeah, him. The singing part was best, but when they shoved the guitar, that was even better. His his fingers weren't even moving on the. Neck. I mean, usually you see people with their lip syncing, you know, you know, you know, that's the whole point of it. But usually when they have a guitar or something, they're moving, they're really trying to make it, you know, but he didn't even, <laughs> he wasn't even trying to, it made it even, it made it even better. I mean, it was perfect. Oh, man. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Whew. Um, so like I said, he leaves and they cut the break. They come, the Lance goes to the, um, to the Evansville card for... Uh, July 8th, 1987, Evansville, Indiana, at the Evansville Coliseum. Paul Don, Patrick, Michael Bruno is already standing there. Uh, they start talking about, a, he says they got a, a big card. Uh, they call it a super card. I can't remember what he called it. I didn't write it down. <laughs> uh, he's got an eight-man tag elimination with $3,500 going to the winning team, a Mid-America title match, an international title match, a Southern title match. He says eight matches in total with no increase in price. And uh, then Bruno starts talking about uh, being in a cage for the uh, Moondog versus Jeff Jarrett match. Uh, Patanaka talks about uh, about a penny taking out Rocky Johnson and Bill Dundee. And uh, and I was, that was out of place. Even though Lance but, cut... Lance, Lance did lean in and say, you'll yeah. get more on that later. Yeah. Which I appreciate that they are finally talking about Yeah, this. yeah. At least he actually said something. But it would have been a lot better. Because it would be like, huh? You know, even though they said, you know, it, it would have been, it, I think it would be a lot better. They, they just, they've never, like they just don't care about these loop tape, you know, and they put the inserts in. But they, I think if they could, they, if they really tried, they, these shows would have been a lot better. But like I said, they never cared. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's card with babyface or heel promos first, full card second, and then card with babyface promos yeah. third. Yeah. That's all that's. And they refuse to break the formula. Yeah. Basically, yeah, it is. Um, then Brookhouse Brown comes in and plugs his uh, Southern title match with Lawler. Um, you know, good, Brookhouse in there doing his good shucking and jiving talking. Um, basically, that's about all I got from that because they didn't really talk about any of the matches or uh, anything. The international 
title match is the international tag. He didn't say tag, but that's what he meant because Dundee still got the international title, but he hasn't defended it. <laughs> um, so I got back to the studio. Uh, there's no graphic, and it's, I mean, um, there's a graphic. It's Moondog Spot against Ed Matt. No, did you have a graphic or not? No, no graphic. Yeah, that's it's right. actually joined in progress. That's right. It's Moondog Spot against Ed Maddox. Uh, Moondog jumps him from uh, from the beginning. It's just all heat. Um, short, sweet, to the point. Hits him with that shoulder breaker. Um, basically, they're just, they're, uh, it's what they're, they're doing right. Just putting people in there, letting them go back a minute with them, just destroying them real fast. And uh, getting them out of there. Uh, so I cut back to uh, Lance at the desk and Bruno. Bruno comes back over. He starts talking about the clones. 327, 328. You may talk about this now or wait till my rundown. You can go ahead and talk about it now, but I do want to bring up one thing. Um, so last week when we first heard about the clones, that was Paul Dangerly's new team. Yeah. I'm assuming Paul Dangerly's out of the territory. Well, here's the thing. When they haven't had the scaffold match yet, the blow off. Then I wonder why he wasn't here to bring the clones in. I'm wondering if they just. I'm wondering if he just didn't. They're leaving him off until because wasn't it, it was the scaffold match was in July, wasn't it? Uh, I, I mean, I know there was a scaffold match, and I assume that we would have saw that that advertised. I want to say it was, it was sometime early July, I think. I should have looked this up. I didn't think about that. Um, I'll look it up for next week. But I, I want to say it was, first, it, it was early July. So I'm wondering if they just told him don't come to TV. Yeah. Uh, before you cover the clones, I also want to say my favorite thing about the clones introduction was that they're from the future of 1999. <laughs> Well, it's like and when he said that, I'm like, oh man, I hope they come out in Jinko pants. <laughs> well, it's like the remember the new breed. What were they from? Um, uh, they were from uh, somewhere in the future, and it was like, you know, what was it year 2000 or something or something like that? Yeah. And then you had uh, what was it Techno Team 2000? Was uh, we, we had way higher hopes on the future. And actually planned that panned out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, the clones come out, and I and yeah, I put the I put them over big time last week. Okay, here's the thing: when they came out, the way they came out in the studio, it was nothing like they came out out to the fairgrounds coming to the ring. They came out really slow. They were the way they they just were really just robotic. Um, just weird looking. They didn't do that at the studio. They came into the ring fast. Did you notice that? Yeah. It, it, so, what I remember being 15 years old at Sports Arena in Nashville, uh, totally different. I was like, because I was like, when I watched it, I was like, that is nothing like what I saw sitting there in the Sports Arena. And I, we always sit on the east side, second row, right there where the hills come out. And so, I mean, I was right there, could touch them. As I could see, you know, and this was like, huh? So I don't know um, what that was all about. Um, they, they looked like, they looked like a pair of Baron Von Raskies without eyebrows. 
with in a little more weight, just a little bit more. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm thinking younger Baron, obviously not, <laughs> not, not 1988 Baron, who's already old and you know skinny. But could um, still tie in a pretzel though. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, he was a shooter. Um, like, people don't realize Baron was a shooter. And I love their facials. Yeah. They. Yeah. Yeah. They, they would either like just totally groan and grimace at the camera, yeah. or they would be looking around everywhere. Yeah. Um, kind of like I, I kind of likened it to Sabu. Yeah. When Sabu would always look up at the air, yeah. at the air suddenly and out of nowhere. They, I tell you, they did the gimmick a lot better on the house show in Nashville than they did. Um, so I'm wondering if if they told them to go out there and just just to you know. I don't know. It, it just it was it. What little bit they did of it in the, on the TV when, at the house show, it was they times it like ten. I mean, it was real. They did it. It was a lot better. Um, I don't know if they told them not to go full gimmick on the TV that Memphis might not understand it or something. I don't know. But yeah, it, I was let down because it wasn't the same. Because I remember it watching it and get live, and it was totally different from the. They the two, they they worked um, uh, Fraser Thompson and Jim Jameson. Um, basically, they just beat them up. Um, wasn't much to it, was it? <laughs> just Not beat. really, but they were they were more vicious. Yeah, yeah, and snug than any heel team we've really seen. Um, and they played with the rules a lot. Yeah, um, and I like that because like a lot of the heels on TV don't. You know, they don't, I didn't they don't know. cheat a whole a whole ton. Yeah. While they're in control, they just get themselves over. Yeah. These guys would cheat behind the ref's back, cheat in front of the ref, tag in, tag out. One one time, one of them tagged in, came in, turned around, walked right back out, <laughs> and, and Calhoun was looking like it was like Calhoun was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that was right at the finish. Yeah, 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 in. yeah. I thought yeah. a double team move was coming. Yeah, that's right, it was and at the finish. he tagged in, he kicked the guy in the gut, and then he walked out. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one just put on a half crab. Yeah. That was the finish. Yeah, half crab. It, it wasn't the finish I was expecting. I, I was expecting two identical twin deals that we were going to see some double team. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was going to be a total team. Yeah, and it was a half crab. Was a, and it's like, ma'am, when's the last time somebody won with a half crab on Memphis TV, you know? Hasn't been a while. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, it, it was um, it was a good debut, but it wasn't what they did at the house shows. Like I said, the house shows kind of really freaked me out the way they, because they really played up the the. Uh, I think they wanted to talk. I bet they told them they you know just get your get up get. Well, either that or they weren't comfortable in the gimmick yet. If the gimmick was still new on it, they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, but it was the same week. Right. Actually. Actually, that was the same night because uh, Memphis TV was a week ahead of the Nashville House Show, and I didn't know who the crap they were when they came out because we didn't get the uh, TV. We didn't get this TV until the following week after I saw them at the House Show. So I didn't know who the crap they were. You know, and they came out, and I was like, "What the crap is this?" So, um, I'm wondering if they tell them to come out and then be, since it's their debut, be, you know, um, more um, aggressive, you know. 
I'm I'm some I don't know. But now well, they, they definitely were. Yeah, they were really aggressive. But like I said, at the house show, they they really did more gimmicky. Uh, it was more gimmick. All right, so let's see. Where did I leave it off here? Okay. They cut to break. They go to uh, Lance with the Evansville car. He plugs uh, Paoli, Indiana, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and Owensboro, Kentucky house shows. Um, this is the whole eight match card. You want to get the rundown? Sure. Uh, let's see. Opening the night, we've got Alan West versus Toto Yamamoto. Mark Starr versus one of the clones. Billy Travis versus the other clone. Yeah, so that's yeah, what Lance I, said. He said the yeah, other one. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying exactly what Lance said. Yeah. Um, George Barnes will be back. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's Bill Dundee's original partner when he came over to America. Yep. Uh, versus Jack Hart. So Jack Hart's still in the company. Yeah, I was shocked when I saw that name. Yep. He was uh, still there. tag elimination match for three, uh, excuse me, uh, for $3,500. Uh, and he doesn't name the participants yet. We'll get that later. We do? Uh, no time. Huh? We never got the participants. We didn't, did we? No. That's no, you're my, right. Well, it was in my no, it was in my notes that they plugged it every on each each uh, Evansville rundown, and they never told who was in it because I put it in my yeah, notes. No, you're right. We, we <laughs> never do get the participants. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And we've got a no time limit, no disqualification for the end. Oh, excuse me, for the AWA Mid America Heavyweight Title with Downtown Bruno in a cage. I'm assuming a shark cage. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, Jeff Jarrett versus Moondog Spot. International Tag Team Title Match: Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond defend against Rocky Soulman Johnson and Superstar Bill Dundee. And a Southern Heavyweight Title Rematch: Jerry Lawler versus Brickhouse Brown. Yeah, they never. I, I I did my notes. I was I was like, I went back through and make sure. And I was like, they never did. Yeah, that, 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 that's that's bad because I'm just like, who in the crap's in it? And was was the, the money is the draw on that one? Is wasn't thirty five hundred dollars? Wasn't that what Dundee got stole from him from the Battle Royal? Uh, oh. I believe Dundee's would have been. Or, or was it less than that? It it would have been thirty four. Okay. Because 16 men gave $100 each and the promotion match, so it would have been 3400 Okay. All right. No? That's 32 Oh, 32 16. See, my I went to public school. I'm stupid, everybody. Yes, it was 32 Hey, I went to Wilson County Schools, Mount Juliet, and I can't believe I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of odd. That was what they, they stole. So, I'm wondering... If that's tied in somehow, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? They didn't tell us. Anyway, <laughs> they come back to the studio. And it's Jeff Jarrett and Alan West against Rough and Reddy on the, and with Boss Winners. But Reddy isn't there today. And we get a delight. We get a second dose of Rooster Cogburn. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm real sad because Boss Winner has gotten lazy lately. But He's hey, not dressing up worth a darn. But did you notice the two marks on the front row, the Boss Winter fans? I did not. Oh, you got to go back and watch it. Yeah, on the uh, not the hard camera side, the left hand side, front row. There's two guys got the hats on and uh, yeah, the white pants. Yeah, yeah. They they there's two Boss Winter uh, fans sitting on the front row. Man, I was like, oh my gosh. So I, I figure. Uh, Rough and Rooster could be uh, rough and cocky. 
Ah, ah. Hey! Ding, 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 ding. That's a good one. Uh, Rooster Cogburn is definitely trying to get over and get a job today. On yes. Yeah, we also talk about how Keith Eric's always trying to get himself over. Rooster Carburn was writing the book for it today. <laughs> he was, but you know, he never, I will say this, Keith Eric tries to get over by like kicking out right after three. Exactly, stuff. yep, yep, yep. Rooster never did that. He never did it for the detriment of the match, in my opinion. No. He made these matches more entertaining. Yes, he, he took what have been boring job matches and made them very entertaining, is what he did. Um... Let's see. Um, so I, didn't, I wrote a little bit. I wrote quite a bit on this match because Alan West was in it. Oof. Um, I, I'll, I'll say this. Yes, he is still trying to work beyond his ability, but he's showing some improvement. Where? I didn't see it. No, I, he, he can actually, hold, first off, hold a wrist lock correctly. No, he, no, 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 he did not. You didn't pay attention to that. Did you notice every time he had the arm, he sent her just looking off day, uh, like he's daydreaming. And then he'd turn back and, and he'd, then he'd start wrenching on it. Yeah, he would, yeah, it was like, no, man, he was, if you watch, I watched it closely, man, because I, dude, he would, he would work it, he'd, he'd grab that arm, he'd have that wrist, he'd be bending it, and then he'd just. For like three seconds, he'd just start looking off. And then I feel like that's his safety spot. But it was just like, but he, every time he just would just stop. And just like for three, four seconds, just like looking off. And, and then he'd like, he'd wake up, wake up and he'd wrench it again. You know, it's like, it was, it was weird, man. It was like, what is he, like he was trying to think of stuff to do. And, and would actually just start looking off. <laughs> and try to think of stuff. It was he did it like three or four times, and it was noticeable. I mean, I I don't know when he was wrenching the arm and stuff. It looked good, but he we he had these like delays. I, I think that's what I'm saying though. Like while he was doing stuff, it looked better. As if, if you remember, yeah. we're we're watching previous, and he had, like when he wrenched it, it looked dumb. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. He is, uh, He's stumbling over his own feet. Oh, yeah. He's getting better. He's still trying to move way too fast. Yeah. Yeah, he's still trying uh, to be. But he is getting a little bit better. He needs to take that fancy flip-over arm drag out of his repertoire because he can't do it. Oh, dude. Did you know he wasn't even, he went out to do it. It wasn't even the arm drag. It went to a schoolboy. Was it? Yes. I Because I, I, I was like, I was like, that looked weird. I keep rewinding it. Yeah, he'd go over, instead of going to the armbar, he'd float over and went to a school. I don't know how in the world he did it, but it went to like a schoolboy. It, it was ugly. And then he did a horrible looking hip toss and an arm drag. That arm drag was just... His, his arm drag has always been terrible. I, I could... Eh. He just... The, the hip toss looked more like a judo throw. Um, that, he still can't do a gorilla press. Oh, I know. <laughs> He just grabs their tights and yeah. picks them up by their throat. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, he, um, then he did a, uh, the old, um, step over, um, uh, flip into the, uh, cross arm breaker. That was in slow motion. It was slow motion. Yeah. It was I, like. I, I think, <laughs> it's so funny. It takes me out of old wrestling because they pulled out a lot, you know, and yeah. now we know, like, you're in that 
hold very long, like your elbow's gonna break. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna pop. <laughs> but back, back in the eighties, they just sitting there. Yeah, but he went to it. It was like slow motion. Put his leg over, and I mean, the whole thing was just like. <laughs> was like you know what I'm saying? Usually they do. Oh yeah, no, like, absolutely. It was like yeah, it's like he yeah he needs to stick with the basics. <laughs> and I tell you what's wrong with his arm drag. He's doing them old 1950 Vern Gagne arm drags. Yeah, he's not going down. Yeah, that's what he because I'm sure that's what you know he was taught up there in AWA was you know and it it just you know it don't it looks horrible. Um. But yeah, and, and I'm, I'm the one on today's TV. He didn't even go go down to his knees. Yeah, it was. He bad. never left his feet, so it looked terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh, um, let's see. Uh, and, and then he, <laughs> then he got him some. It was like a. Um, he had him in a. Uh, he's trying to look like he's putting him in an arm bar, and then it, uh, that it looked like he was gonna do a, a wrist lock takeover, and he he like. Just took him to slam him face first in the mat. Did you notice that? Yeah, I had no idea. What and that Lance goes. Lance said, "He said, he said, West is murdering rough today." <laughs> he goes, yeah, he always Lance is just murder. He goes, uh, Lance says, "I got it wrote down." Okay, it says, uh, "West is just murdering rough today." <laughs> but yeah, it was like I've seen him where they you hook him and you. Bring it up and do it like a, it's a top wrist lock takeover, but it's like he went to go to the top wrist lock, but didn't bring it up and had it to the side, because when because when you bring it up the top, that's when you, they they can flip over. But he hit down to the side and I guess he went to go and it's like I mean, he can't flip that way, you know. And so he just went pancake straight down. <laughs> I was like, ugh, yeah. He he needs. Yeah, he just needs to stick with very, very basic just punches, maybe. <laughs> oh, he got a, he has a nice um, uh, double axe handle or elbow off the top, off the second on the mandatory baby face off the second during the shine. That looked good. <laughs> All right, now we spent too much time on this match. <laughs> um, then uh, they shoot uh, Ruff in, and man, Jeff Jarrett drop kicks the dog crap out of Ruff for the for the pin. And as beautiful as that drop kick was, the best move of the match comes in just a second. Yes, I'll let you. Rooster Cogburn <laughs> slides in, and he's complaining to the ref that Ruff's feet were on the ropes. He lays down flat on the mat, puts his feet on the ropes, and while he's complaining, Jeff drops a fist on him. Yeah. It is the most tremendous spot, and it's going to be stolen next time I lose a tag match. Oh, I forgot to, I forgot. Uh, all during this match, Rooster would just come right in. He, he just kept coming in even when he tagged in. He came in one time and went to kick Jeff. Jeff caught his foot. And he dropped it. He kicked the. He he booted him in the nuts. Man, Rooster sold that like a million dollars. Well, and then at one point, I believe I believe it's no, actually it was in the first match, uh, and I'm sorry I didn't call it then. Uh, Rooster hits the rope, and I guess Rocky Johnson kneed him in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And Rooster takes a big flying bump yeah. out into the middle of the ring. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was like that was. Yeah, Dundee shot him in, and Johnson kneed him in the back. I was like, huh? <laughs> And, yeah, Rooster jumped, but still had his momentum still going forward and took a back bump in the middle of the ring. Yeah, it was, but, yeah. And then after he kicked him in the nuts, he got him and Jeff said, I'll kick you in the nuts again or something like that. I tried to read his lips. 
It was funny. But he was selling his nuts. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he was in and out of that match. One, he would never. He wouldn't even tag. He just. Oh, he was great. Yeah, he he um, he definitely made the show. Um, so they cut the break. Um, they come back. It's uh, Paul Nine Pat Tanaka. Uh, Bruno, none of the none of the managers got uh, graphics this week. I don't know if I already said it or not. Uh, Paul Nine Pat Tanaka, they're going against John Paul and Randy Bryant, not the Skullet Bryant, but the other one. So I'm yeah, not my favorite. Yeah. Bryant. So um, John hey, Paul, Randy Bryant looks like he's going to be getting in better shape. Yeah, he does. He actually did. He looked he looked pretty decent there. Uh, from, and, he, and he improved too. He's improved in the ring. Yeah, I think he's. So so, so the Outlaw shows he's working. Yeah, he's doing something for him. Yeah, he's doing it, yeah. Uh, John Paul and Pat uh, Tanaka start for the nice little opening spot. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> Bryant comes in, and uh, oh my gosh. Pat Tanaka. Bryant grabs a nice headlock. Oh. I think we're going to get another babyface spot. Oh. oh Pat God. Tanaka. Oh. Okay, if you guys are a fan of Puro Wrestling, All Japan. Oh, God. Think Dr. Death's backdrop. Oh gosh, he killed me. Not, not the one he would give, you know, top guys. <laughs> the one he would give young boys. Yes. Oh, it was awful. Man, I thought he killed it, him. I thought uh, he killed him. <laughs> Randy Bryant landed directly on his neck. Oh, it was bad. Oh my gosh. Man, I tell you something. This is probably the most aggressive I've seen Pat, Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka. Man, they were, I agree, and I think they're trying to get their heat back from being yeah. embarrassed on TV a week or two ago. Yeah, they were they were just all on them. Well, they, and they uh, Tanaka gave him a gave Brian a kick, busted his mouth. Um, man, they were just yeah, they were snug, really aggressive. Yeah, they were trying to get because they're they're the top heel tag team, and you know they they yeah they were. Yeah, who are the other tag team champions? Sunday Team Champions is uh, Billy Travis and Mark Starr. <laughs> okay, and they're in singles matches. Yeah, they all the time. So well, over the last two months, they've basically killed the Southern Tag Belts. You know, so but yeah, they uh, oh they were they were just really really aggressive. Uh, the finish uh, was they uh, Dom hit a backbreaker and uh, he dragged him over his. And what was a running? Oh, to not come with a running elbow. Yeah, yeah. So that was the and they pinned him one, two, three. Uh, it was like a low impact. Uh, well, oh, what was? What did demolition call it? The demolition device or something, something like that? Okay, yeah, yeah. Basically, what was Tanaka didn't? He just come running. Um, they get back on him after the after they pin him. Uh, then they come and out. before that happened, Randy Hales came out to yeah. the ring. Yeah, Hales comes out, starts talking while they're beating him up and taunting him. So they come out of the ring. Um, Hales basically tells them they want. He's telling them they they gotta get the money back. Dundee's money back. Um, basically, he says that the promotion is gonna take it out of their check if they don't give it back. Um, There's. So, yeah, the money they sold from Dundee. That's where it was. I was like, where the money coming? I just remembered. I was like, yeah, that's right. The, 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 money, yeah, the, the money Dundee won in the Battle Royale. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then Dundee comes out. 
comes out and he's like, he's a lot more serious. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed great. Bill Dundee this week. Um, he comes out and demands his money, and he, you know, he says, I don't need nobody from the promotion fighting my fights for me. Just give me my money. And they're like, we already spent some of it. He goes, well, give me what's left and write me a check for the rest. I don't care, but it's my money. Yeah. Yeah, he's and, very you know, serious. Very serious. Very serious. Yeah, and he's like demanding it. somebody go back. And finally, Tanaka agrees to go back. Brings out a briefcase, which I don't know why you need a briefcase for $3,200. Well, because I... I looked at it as they, because they had it in the back, they just didn't have it laying around. It kept yeah, it that's true. Everyone did have a, a briefcase back in the day, but this definitely wasn't a Halliburton. This was a Memphis briefcase. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and instead of money, Tanaka pulls out a loaded sock. Yep. Um, which apparently we'll learn later was, I guess, uh, loaded with pennies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Tanaka just drills him, drills Dundee with the sock. <laughs> uh, so they beat him, and they get, so yeah, they hit him a few times. And you could tell Tanaka did not know how to work that sock because it had real pennies in it. Yeah, and the first one was solid. The yeah. ones after that, he was trying not yeah. to kill Bill. Why didn't they work that? Because you never saw the pennies, like, fly. I didn't see them. They might have, but, I, you know, just, like, bust and fly out everywhere. Why didn't they have a gimmick in there and then... There, there were some out there. I know what I'm just saying, but then they they could have gimmicked it where had a gimmick in the you know a gimmick had, in the sock. Had a tennis ball in it. Yeah, had a tennis ball like in that. there, foam ball. And then like some pennies. And have like where you know he have the pennies in his hand, so when he hits him, he lets go of the pennies. You know what I'm saying? So it looks like it come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking this was maybe a last minute. They didn't think about this that much. Yeah, because he yeah he started working that sock. You could tell uh, Dundee he got some juice. Um, they beat him. Then Rocky Johnson come out, and um, and I liked how they did this. Tanaka it was and Diamond good. split. Yes, and, and Johnson, who's wearing the shortest shorts ever, <laughs> eighty-seven, um, <laughs> grabs Bruno by the neck and starts holding him up, and they blast Johnson from behind. Yeah, brilliantly done. Yeah, because I thought I was like I was like, oh man, Bruno, they're gonna hit, they're gonna get Bruno, because I thought they ran to the back. It was perfect. It was perfect the way they did it. Yes, they glom Johnson. They get on him. He starts to get a little color. And then so the one we saw. Obviously, seeing, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron got a good opportunity of him down. Yeah. Turns his face down and starts blading. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they, the camera guy, yeah, they should have put the camera on Dundee. Um, then we, start, that's when we start seeing the pennies, a few pennies later. <laughs> and I just looked up my notes. Oh, my gosh. I said, and now we see, now we see, I didn't put pennies fall out. <laughs> I can't believe uh, I said, <laughs> they bust well, him I open. Mean, with Rocky Johnson shorts, and we see, fell out too. I said, we see penis fall out. <laughs> I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> oh, me, what's that say about me here? You must have been looking at Rocky Johnson, not Bill Dundee. I was looking at those short shorts he had. It's like a day. That's it. I was like, cameraman, you might want to zoom out. Not for the, not for him getting color, but uh, <laughs> yeah. might see something else. <laughs> yeah, those were like those made Larry uh, Bird's uh, uh, shorts look like um, capris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were uh, they, they were short. Um, if you think about bikers nowadays. And they were just really short. But that was the style back in the old coaches' shorts people wore back. Um, 
so they're, they're just beat on them, beat on them, and there's no save. They cut to the break um, with them just laying them out. So that really, that was good, man. It, they were, had a really good, aggressive match, and they basically just beat up Johnson and Dundee and just left them laying. No save, man. And so basically that, you know, they got all their heat back. They looked strong. This TV really did them good, did good for them, I think. Absolutely. So, so they cut the break, go to Lance with the Evansville card. Uh, Jeff Jarrett comes in. He plugs his match with Spot. Nothing, you know, out of the ordinary. In his, uh, Except it looked like his shirt was the top of a pajama suit. Uh, I liked his shirt. His extra, <laughs> and what got me was his extra puffy hair on top. Man, it was, he, he, boy, he had that moose out big time. It was really puffy on top. No, he's not puffy, poofy. Poofy, puffy, whatever the crap it was. Uh, then Lawler comes in, uh, plugs his match with Brickhouse Brown. Um, you tell it's summertime. Lawler's tan and he's rocking his paint tops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tell him his hair. He's going to the gym. He wants to show off. You look at his, his hair looks a little lighter, too. He's been out in the sun playing softball. Yeah. His, his hair's lighter. Um, typical uh, Lawler ba- babyface interview, you know, interview. He starts out slow and fired up at the end. You know, it was, it's Lawler. It's going to, you know, when he, when Lawler don't go out there and try to be a comedian, it's good. And this was one of those times where he went out there with serious again. That's two weeks in a row he's been out there and been serious. So it was good, typical Lawler. They cut back to the studio. Lance at the desk. It's uh, match number six is Jerry Lawler against uh, Keith Eric. Uh, Lawler has no music again this week. He just has a crown. Um, this is all Lawler. He gave uh, Eric maybe 10 seconds of some heat. Um, then he hit him with the atomic fist drop for the win. And you notice how far out that atomic fist drop was? Yeah, yeah, Lawler had to, had to do a little jump in there. Yeah, I think it's because Dundee, <laughs> I think there was, goes back to what we talked about the first match where Dundee did the Tommy Fish drop off the top. Yeah, Lawler, because when he, he when I, I saw him and he was going to the going to the ropes, I was like, man, he's way out there, you know. And yeah, he had, to, he had to stretch it out there for us. I'm wondering if there was a little something to that, you know. A little one-ups and shit. Yeah, it, so something's going on behind the scenes there. Uh, and, and, I, and I noticed this last week there wasn't a whole lot of cheating by Eric. There's a lot of complaining. Yeah. You know, tight pulls and whatnot, but a whole lot of cheating. And I thought that was weird, but we find out in just a minute why that is. Yeah, yeah. So, Lawler, basically, it was short match. Uh, Lawler looks up with the win. Uh, Lawler gets out and goes out. He goes to the curtain. As soon as he goes to the curtain, Brickhouse Brown comes out to the desk. Uh, Keith Eric comes over, walks over to the desk. This never happens. Bruno, uh, Brown. Brickhouse starts uh, talking to him. Then he basically, Brickhouse starts talking down to him, asking why he let that hillbilly beat him and <laughs> in front of thousands and people, millions of people on TV. And and then he slaps him. Then he talks to him again. Keeps on slaps. Ends up slapping him like three times. And um, then he starts beating the crap out of him. And then Lawler comes out and makes a save. There was no contact on the save, and Brickhouse, he didn't run out. You know, he walked slowly all the way around the ring. What Never took his eyes off Lawler the whole time, and just all the way back around the ring and then out the studio. And I was like, I thought he was going to jump Lawler. He never did, but he just kept, man, it, it was, it, I thought it was really good because it was slow, and just he just stared at Lawler, you know what I'm saying? Is different. Yeah, and, and Brickhouse had new 
nuclear heat in the studio. Yes, yeah, he's... And I, I think this was well done. Well, so we're going to go, and this is a touchy subject, but Memphis is a predominantly African-American area. Yes. So the fact that an African-American is going for the Southern title, it's possible that he could have got cheered. So having Brickhouse berate and beat up another African-American was a good way to get him heat with the African-American fan base. But I'll tell you right now, it, I think that was good. It was good to do it. I think that was their safety net. But with it being Lawler at this time period, it's still he, he was going to get heat. Now, if it was against another baby face, uh, I'd say definitely need to do the Keith Eric gimmick with it. But with it being Lawler... I'd say, but I think they did it just in case. You uh, know? And it, it works because when he's slowly walking yeah. out on the ring, they got a shot of him. Yes. And there's an African American lady in the back losing her mind. Yeah, I yeah. see Yeah, he, yeah, they, he's getting heat. So, um, so they cut back, and Lance is saying, "You get it, you know, he's supposed to have a match right now." So Brickhouse comes right back out. Hey, he's going to get John Paul. There's no graphic. Um. Basically, uh, he starts off with the heat, gets the heat on John Paul. Uh, about four minutes, he gives uh, John Paul about thirty seconds of shine. Then they go into the finish. The finish was really weird. I don't know who come up with this finish. Um, I I got. I'm gonna talk. Well, yeah, I'll talk about it now in some of my notes. Uh, he shoots him in. He does the whole gimmick where he grabs the leg. He grabs the legs. Usually, they, the heel puts their legs, feet up on the ropes. One, two, three. But he grabbed him. He grabbed uh, John Paul's legs and jackknifed him. But when he jackknifed him, then he rolled over to his side and put his feet on the ropes. Yeah, I think I think he realized that there's no way for him to get his feet on the ropes once he flipped over into that bridge. But here's um, my so he, okay, so he course corrected mid move. Yeah. So so he pins him one, two, three. Um, he jumps John Paul to the match. Uh, Lawler comes out with the save, no contact. Okay, I'm going to give him a little rundown on that because we're getting low on time. Um, here's my thing. Rocky Johnson, I mean, Rocky Johnson, dead gummit. Uh, Brickhouse, because I got Rocky Johnson coming out next with Dundee. Um, uh, Brickhouse, there, he's a top heel now. Why didn't you put somebody in there besides John Paul? Why didn't you put somebody else in there and just let him go there and just destroy him? Why do you have to let, I mean, I know I know the thing, put his feet on it, get some heat. He's already getting heat. He don't need no more. He don't need no cheap heat. He's getting he's getting really good hot heat. You know? Let's go in there and dominate somebody. He's he's the he's they're pushing him as the top top heel, you know? I didn't understand that. And I can see that point. I can. Um maybe they didn't understand the heat he would get. Because he did. He had nuclear heat. Yeah. So uh like I said, Lala comes out no con- uh, contact on the save. Dundee comes back out. Then Johnson's right behind him. He gets on the mic. Dundee's got a big wad of paper towel stuck to his head, to his forehead. He totally messes. <laughs> he totally messes up. Calls Bruno Brickhouse Brown. <laughs> and then he goes. Then he goes outhouse Bruno. Whatever. Whatever he's called. I was like, wow, <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. But I did like that they kept the blood on their face when they came out. Yeah, we didn't get a good shot of it. It was yeah. Then uh, he basically uh, he says he just got off the phone with George Barnes in Australia. He's coming. Uh, then Johnson um, 
gets on and starts talking. He says, <clears throat> says you might have won the war, but we didn't. But you didn't win the battle. I guess supposed to be the yeah. other way. I was yeah, like, you got that a little backwards. Yeah, I was like, well, they both messed up in this interview. Uh, so basically, they cut to break. Uh, they got back with Lance at the desk. He um, does today's uh, results. Then he stumbles a couple of times because he's always used to Dave doing the, you know, does the end of, end of show results. So he kind of stumbled a couple of times. He plugs Barnes um, coming in. Then he signs off at the closing. We get the music. Music and video hits and it cuts off immediately and goes into the opening to the whoever the show was that recorded after that. All right, we got about three minutes. You want to give your notes real fast? Uh, I mean, my, my biggest note is Rooster M.F. and Cockburn. Yep. <laughs> High, highlight of the show for me. I hope we see him more. Uh, probably with my luck won't. Uh, a close second is Don Bass singing Drop Kick Me Jesus Through the Goldpost of Life. Overall, I thought it was a really good show that, like you said, we got a lot of wrestling. We got some good wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, and it's still furthered storylines. We got a little juice on TV. That's always something to look forward to in Memphis wrestling. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed the show overall, but those two things stood out and were my tops. Yeah. Yeah, I got on my note. I've talked, talked most about it. Uh, yeah, Rooster Carburn stole the show. Um, he was great. Uh, no Phil Hickerson on TV this week. Didn't like that. But if you want to take her Phil away, give us some Rooster. Yeah, yeah, that saved it right there. If we would have had that, yeah, that would have been, yeah. But yeah, Can we just tag them up? Exactly what I was looking to say, man. Can you imagine yeah, them tag teaming? Mass managed, managed them. <laughs> just Phil. Oh my gosh, that would man Phil here. Don Bass sings them to the ring. Oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. Um, let's see. Uh, I went over most of my notes to the thing. Let me turn the page. All oh, the uh, yeah, here's someone on TV. He went on the Evansville card. Um, Tojo wasn't on TV. He was on the Evansville card, though. I think Shima is gone because he hasn't been on there in three weeks. Um, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Um, okay. Basically, I've already talked about basically most of this. Oh, I think, that, I don't know for sure, but I don't, I, I think they should, I don't know, I've, why they talk George Barnes is going to be there next week. I think they should have waited a week before they brought him in. And just did, uh, showed some, because he hadn't been there since 76, right? I think it was 76. Right. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, that's 11 years. They should have, uh, instead of bringing him in this coming week, wait a week, they should have showed like some old video clips or something, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, to refresh the people's memory of how, you know, how good he was, you know, him and Dundee, you know? Um, you know, they could have did something more than just bring him in cold like that. People probably don't remember him. So, um, besides that, uh, I like the show. Um, you know, I said it, it really, they, uh, Brickhouse is really getting over. No Bubba on the show. I just realized that. No big Bubba. Um, he wasn't on the, oh, he might have been in that big eight man thing that they didn't talk about. But overall, I like the show. It was good. Don Bass, Rich Cockburn. Highlights oh, of the man, show. we didn't get any earthquakes there. Darn. Yeah, I, I, I think that was a one and done. All right, we got about 30 seconds. Anything you want to add? Nope, I'm good. All right. All right, uh, we'll get this up soon as possible, hopefully tonight. Um, as always, thanks everybody for listening. For Jeremiah Plunkett and Quint Charisma, hey, that's me. Thanks for listening and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.